The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So, Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about love and forgiveness. And, you know, we have talked about the power of forgiveness in conflict resolution. It really transforms so many things. And I have this wonderful book that I've just been reading. It's called The Love and Forgiveness Meditation by Mark Landau. And we're so glad to have him coming to us by phone from Santa Fe, New Mexico. But we were talking earlier, and we both were at the University of Wisconsin at the same time for about two years and had very similar backgrounds. Both were trained in transcendental meditation and had a lot of different things that there were connections. And it's it's really fun to meet somebody after you've read their book and meet them by phone and get them on the show. So let me tell you a little bit about Mark. Mark Landau has been working on healing and wholeness for himself and others for many decades. He worked closely with the founder of Transcendental Meditation for five years, as well as studied numerous other meditations and healing modalities with a variety of teachers in different traditions. He has worked with thousands of people worldwide, facilitating all sorts of healing techniques, and he currently offers teleconference healing circles and individual sessions. And he has a couple books. His most recent books are The Love and Forgiveness Meditation, and I Love You and Forgive You, A True Self-Healing Tool and the Life Around It. And his website is I Love You and Forgive You dot org org. So I'm so thrilled that you're joining us, Mark, from beautiful Santa Fe. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure, Mari, and it is beautiful today. Fall is one of the nicest times of the year. And we've been having gorgeous days today included. Yeah, it is It is a beautiful place. So let's talk about why did you write this book, The Love and Forgiveness Meditation? Uh, I had already written the previous book, I Love You and Forgive You, a true self-healing tool in the life around it, which includes my, you know, life story, memoirs, secrets of science and earth and tantra and all kinds of things. And I realized that I needed a book just about the meditation because in my experience, this particular meditation certainly has done more for me than anything else that I've done by far. But I really believe it has potential for helping a lot of people out there. And so I wanted a book that was a complete self-contained book purely about the meditation with all the information you need to do it 
so that all you need to do is spend $12 on a book, and you have everything you need to do this meditation. Meditation is really powerful. I remember when I first learned back, and I hate to say even the year, but it was I was a baby in 1968. But um, I remember when I first learned meditation, um, and I saw all these videos with Maharishi and all of this research that was done at Harvard showing that people were so much more peaceful. And obviously the name of this show is Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. So meditation can be an incredible tool so let's talk about the the power of of meditation in terms of reducing conflict. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, there are a million meditations out there. There are many different types of meditation. And some of them are easier, some of them are harder. Many of them come from religions or ethnic traditions. Um, you know, there's a whole world out there, and then there's a whole world of people who have false beliefs about meditation, like, you know, I can never meditate because I can't still my mind. In order to meditate, you have to still your mind, right? Right. But this is not true. This is a false belief. And meditation can be the easiest thing in the world. But the thing about it is that it contains the power to heal the things within us that we don't even know are there, the deepest-rooted, um, wounding, trauma, damage, anger, the conditioning that rules us all, the patterns that we live by unconsciously, our false beliefs, all of these things, if done properly with the right meditation, the meditation can take the healing energies to the deepest places within us and actually help heal those areas, and we become free of them. It, it sounds, in a way, well, too good to be true, but it's, it's not. Um, meditation, when combined with, with the right healing energies, and this is what I think I discovered very, you know, serendipitously only a year and a half ago after doing many things for decades. Um, it combines the deepest meditation mechanics, the mechanics of the deepest meditation, with the two most potent healing energies, which are love and forgiveness. And it's not the small individual self, the person trying to do it. You know, you can't heal yourself if you're functioning from your small self, from your ego. It's impossible. The ego can't heal itself because it doesn't want to heal itself. Um, But in this particular meditation, the mechanics allow the higher power to take over, deliver the two most potent healing energies where they're most needed, and heal things within us that are running our lives without our realizing it. Yes, yes. And, you know, when you were talking about our little self, our, our, our small self, our ego, it's, um, you know, it's so easy during the day to get into your ego, to, to you know, let that become something that takes over, that, that really engages in conflict. I mean... It's okay for people to see things differently. We all come from different experiences, from different families of origin, from different perspectives. And that is a, you know, it it presents itself with conflict, but conflict doesn't have to be negative. It can be creative. And when people are into their ego, that's when they have to be right. But if they're into meditation and they're into their higher selves, they can be more accepting. Wouldn't you say that's true? 
Absolutely. That's beautifully put and absolutely true. I'm going to use words a little bit differently than most people do, so bear with me. But the way I, I would say it is that we are conditioned to function from our smallest self. Mm-hmm. We are entrained from birth, through culture, through our upbringing, things that we don't even you know, realize are happening. And we're taught, for example, you know, you have to fight for what you want. You have to take it away from other people so that you can have it. Um, you know, all of these things are unconscious beliefs that rule our behavior without our even realizing it. And the conflicts arise when you're there, functioning from the ego and the small self, just like you said, mm-hmm. feeling like there's lack and there's only a certain amount to go around. And if you're going to get yours, you're going to have to fight for it. We don't consciously think this way, but we're conditioned or programmed to, to have these you know, unconscious beliefs and to function this way. So the conflicts, as you said, arise, you know, different, different upbringing, different traditions, different cultures, um, and, you know, and animosities that are there in the whole world because of these things. But I believe that, you know, deep down in all of us, actually, you know, we're one. We share the same consciousness all throughout the, the world and the universe. And, you know, if we can move, as you said, into our higher selves and trying to figure out, well, what is the best way out of this? And how can we both, both parties, you know, gain as much as they can and damage each other as, as little as we can and resolve this as best we can? That there, there's always a way and it can come out to be, uh, you know, almost like a win-win. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a mutual gain. You know, when you're talking about there's that we're all one, you know, there's this myth that that we're separate, right? There's this real myth that you're separate. And I remember I, I don't meditate like I used to meditate every morning and every night. And I felt so good. And I can really, you know, transcend and feel that that oneness, that that lack of separation, which as soon as I go back into that meditation, I feel it again. But I think people don't know what that feels like, do they? Most people who don't meditate, who don't have, you know, a place of, of, and again, it doesn't have to be transcendental meditation. It can be just oneness with nature. It can be so many different ways of getting that, that to that deepest part of us, right? Exactly. There, there's, we talked about the small self. We could also talk about the surface aspects of life and the deeper aspects of life. I think everyone out there at some point has had some kind of experience that made them feel one and connected with, like you said, nature or the world or God or everyone or whatever. You know, many people have had a glimpse of that or a taste of that or a feel for that. But then it's gone and we're back in the humdrum everyday world of competition and you know, you know, uh, pol- politics, office politics, and all of that kind of stuff, where the experience does seem to be we're separate people, we're competing with each other in order to get ahead. I have to, you know, step on other people, you know, all of that kind of stuff. A lot of people don't think that way consciously, but there is that underlying pressure mm-hmm. from our society that we're always living in. 
and it's always affecting us. And there are, I would say you're right, there are few people who have been able to regularly, on a daily basis, tune into the deepest aspects of who they are. And the deepest aspects of who they are, it's, you know, less and less the small self, less and less the surface, deeper and deeper you go. You know, you're not really your body, you're not really your personality, you're not even really your history. You know, you're something even deeper than that. And at the very deepest level, we are this this oneness, we are this, some people call it pure awareness, pure consciousness, you know, whatever. You had an awareness when you were, you know, six months old and one year old, and it's really not that different. From your awareness now, you're a more mature being, you've been through many different things, but the actual awareness of just simply being aware of what's there hasn't changed very much, and it doesn't change, and it doesn't change from person to person. It's the same, basically, within all of us. Right. You know, I remember when Harvard did that study on um, stress, the stress level, and how for people who had heart disease, it greatly reduced the, um, you know, the heartbeat and all those things to reduce the need for medicine to control the, the heartbeat. And, um, and so there are, are physical, besides the, the mental and the, the, the inside that you feel, you feel less stress, besides you feeling more one with nature and people and feel relaxed, um, there are body, physical manifestations of um, of of having this this body that is more relaxed and more in tuned with nature as well, aren't there? Very much, very, very much so. The the medical profession has has learned and 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 communicated that you know most disease is stress related. We live under high pressure. We live in a modern world. People will think, "Gee, I haven't have I don't have time to meditate." But in a way, you don't have time not to meditate. Uh, the meditation done in a regular way, uh, and, and Mari, I can't help but say this, you know, you might think about trying my meditation. Um, it, done in a regular way, it, what it does is it, um, it gives the body a deep state of rest uh, while you're still conscious. You're, you're not going to sleep. And so you're going into a very deep place, whether you're aware of it or not, and all of your bodily functions, your metabolism, um, your blood pressure, you know, all of these things can relax. And in this, in this deeper state, natural healing takes place. Yes. Uh, it, it's built into us to heal. Yes. And, you know, as children, we're taught to, you know, wash our mouths and our hands and our bodies, but we're not taught how to wash our minds and our hearts and our psyches, right. our personhood, our soul, if you will. And meditation is like a bath for the mind and the heart and the soul, the person, the psyche, the mental body and the emotional body. All of these things can be bathed in a deeper level of awareness and healing. And when we don't do that, what happens if we didn't wash our mouths or our hands or our bodies, you can imagine how the, how the dirt would, would accumulate and build up. 
when we don't wash our hearts and our souls and our minds, the angers, the frustrations, the things that, you know, normally we're okay with, they begin to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, and then you get things like, you know, desk rage, conflict, um, murder, suicide, you know, all of these things, because there's so much buildup of stress and un- unhappiness and pain and anger that we have to explode in some way or another. And, and not only that, you know, Dr. Bernie Siegel talks about stress and um, other things contributing to cancer. And we have so much cancer in our society as well. So we're talking about the physical manifestations, the relationships that are broken. So let's talk a little bit, like I know you have a chapter here, chapter seven within this book. And let me just say the name of the book again, so people know the love and forgiveness meditation. So Mark, let's talk a little bit for those people who are on campus who don't know how to meditate. um, Can we give them a little bit about a little taste of what you talk about in, in your book? I, I, I will try. I, I will, as you said, there's no trying. I will, I will do it. <laughs> um, but let me say this. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, are put off by books. Um, you know, students have to read books, and, you know, maybe they don't want to read another book. And I recommend that you read the book. But I am going to do a video on how to do the meditation. And you'll just be able to go to my website and click on uh, the link, and you'll be able to watch the video. And it will teach you how to do the meditation. But I I do recommend that you read the book as well for all the other information that I will not be able to put in the video. But I will be giving you the meditation. This is a gift for me that it came to me both as a gift and as a co-creation that I help create. Um, I will give it to you for free, uh, but I recommend you buy the book to make it more complete. Right, because you talk about the need for it, and you talk about living in love and happiness and all that good stuff. So let's just give a little bit for people who are on the campus or people who are driving by. Obviously, when they're driving, they can't do it. But people who are listening to the podcast, just give them a little. I will. Yeah, okay. I will. It's the easiest thing in the world, and it's so simple that it's deceptive. Sometimes the most simple is the most powerful. But, um, and you can do it while you're driving, because if someone cuts you off and you go into anger, road rage, whatever, this can help you get out of it. But obviously you don't do it in that case with your eyes closed. Right. Because that would be life-threatening. Right. So um, it's the simplest thing in the world, and I'll tell you right now how to do it. Okay, let's do it. Um, But let me say a few things first. Okay. One is that it's not the ego, again, you trying to manufacture love and forgiveness. The best way to do it is to step aside and just do it as simply as possible without trying to make anything happen or change anything or control anything. So if you're having a lot of thoughts, you let yourself have those thoughts. Just every once in a while when you can, you think the words, I love you and forgive you. 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 And, and a lot of that will end up going to yourself because this is a self-healing tool to help you heal yourself. But sometimes it might go to other people who come up in your awareness as well. And it can go places that you don't even know are there. So the meditation itself, I've just told you how to do it. It's yes. the simplest thing in the world. 
You close your eyes usually. You take a deep breath or two. And then when you feel like it, you think the words, I love you and forgive you, almost as if they have no meaning. No meaning. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to create love. You're not trying to create some saccharine feeling of love that's going to heal you. You know, it doesn't work that way. Um, love will get generated. Forgiveness will get generated to whatever degree. And those two, you know, work the best because they are, I believe, in my experience, the two most potent healing energies. And this is deep beyond the level of our, you know, of our small self again, our ego. Um, this is at the very basis of creation. Love is the attractive power. It's behind gravity and the weak force and the strong force and all of those things. And forgiveness is one of the most potent healing energies, as you know, Mari, and, yes. and has worked so well in the in the conflict resolution area. Yes. So, you know, this fits in right beautifully with, with what you do. And what can happen, and you can't make it happen, the more you try to make things happen, the, the more you're getting in your, in your own way. And right. the more you step aside and just do the simplest, effortless, most easiest thing you can, and just devote your time to this, and, and don't get up and wash the dishes while you're doing it usually. Um, you know, it can have the most profound effect, especially if you do it on a regular basis. Yes. So that's it. I've just taught you the meditation, and you can do that while you're driving. Uh, I have a free ebook that you can download from my website also. It's called the Water Cooler Meditation. It's a variant of this that you can do at work, you can do when you're driving. It's a little more complex, but it's not very complex at all. But it just involves the same energies of love and forgiveness. Right. And again, we want to give that website so people can get that free ebook, and that's I Love You and Forgive You. Dot org. So right, and there's only one I. A lot of people will add a second I. It's six words. I love you and forgive you. you. Yep, yep, dot org. And, you know, sometimes when you're thinking something negative about someone, let's say somebody has done something to hurt you, you don't have to say it out loud to them. But one of the things that, that does help, which I do myself, is to say, I love you and forgive you and see them surrounded by a golden light. And just just to let that energy go, because if you are unforgiving, who does it hurt? It hurts you, right? It hurts you to be unforgiving. So forgiveness is really powerful. And I know you have a chapter here on um, Ho'opono, which is um, Ho'oponopono, which is the Hawaiian way of of healing conflict as well as I love you, I forgive you, thank you. It's something like that, right? Yes. In some ways, this is very similar to Ho'oponopono. Yes. So when I first came out with it, a lot of people said, oh, yeah, that's Ho'oponopono. But it's a little different than Ho'opono, and I believe it takes it much farther and much deeper. Because in Ho'oponopono, um, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Yes. Uh, and that's very powerful. And I actually recommend, you know, if you do something that, that, that uh, you feel you shouldn't have or that hurts someone, you know, you can you can use sometimes, I'm sorry, please forgive me, as a meditation mantra, yes. and that can help. But in general, what that does is it, it takes you into the small self, mm. because you become the beseecher. 
you become the person who is looking for something out there. You're saying, I am sorry, you out there, please forgive me. So you're trying to ask some something or someone out there to help you, whereas in this meditation, um, what you're doing is you're becoming your higher self, you're becoming your higher power, yes. and you're becoming the bestower. So you have the power to heal yourself. You really do. Most people don't believe that, but it's true. You do have the power to heal yourself. But again, not from the small self, not from the ego. It's true. You don't have the power to heal yourself from there. You have to go to a deeper level of who you are or your higher power. And then what happens is automatically, without your trying, you become your higher power, and love and forgiveness starts getting delivered unconsciously you know, the higher power starts working with the unconscious and delivering the healing energies of love and forgiveness where they're needed. Yes. And when, when you say, I love you and forgive you, it's so easy. You don't even have to say all those other things because you, you're forgiving yourself. Exactly. And you're forgiving anyone else. So like you said, when you're saying, I love you, I forgive you, you can e you go to that part of yourself that you haven't forgiven and you can be thinking about the other people. And so it is really an energy shift um, even if you're driving and you're doing it and so, like you said, somebody cuts you off, you can say it even to that person because you don't know what that person is going through. You don't know if they have a child in the hospital or they have something terrible that's happened to them. You don't know why they cut you off or maybe they're oblivious, you know? So if you say, I love you, I forgive you, then you don't carry that junk with you, right? Exactly. And, and one thing we haven't mentioned is what some people call the shadow. It's our unhealed, unprocessed stuff within yes. us that drives our behavior. Yes. Uh, and, you know, anytime we or anyone else does something to, to harm or disregard or, you know, damage someone else, they're, they're always functioning from their shadow. That's almost, you can say, by definition. Uh -huh. So if they're functioning from their shadow, it's because they were damaged, they were hurt, you know, they've gone through similar things and worse than we have, you know, we've all gone through unbelievable things. Right. And um, when we're, you know, in our, our less, you know, higher aspects, we just get pissed and we want to kick them in the face. Right. Um, but, you know, when we're in a deeper place of, of compassion or open-heartedness or something, you know, we can even say, God, that guy must be hurting. Yes. You know, or whatever, you know, God bless you, thank you, I love you, you know, I forgive you, I hope you feel better. Yeah. And that can help you and, and possibly it could even help them. Yes. And what I try and remember when I'm sitting there with everybody in the midst of conflict, I just think of them that if they are being acting out in a really mean way to one another, I really see them as really hurting inside. And that helps me not to get angry as, as well, because I have to put up my golden shields when I'm in a room with angry people, <laughs> you know. So that's what I try and think of. And then I, I also try and think of them just similarly to what you're talking about is just kind of, I see them energetically kind of being healed, like with a pink light or something to, to help me to see them differently and then to just kind of send that, that positive energy, like, you know. But I think the, the idea of just saying, I love you and I forgive you with it. You don't have to say it out loud. You just say, I love you and I forgive you really does shift our own energy, right? 
Exactly, it does. It, it definitely does. And even you know, like the the water cooler medica- meditation is you know saying love five times, love, 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 and then I love you five times, and then I love you and forgive you five times, and that's it. And you know that can shift your mood, and you know like less than a minute, uh, and just saying it once can shift your mood, but. The deepest power of it can come, you know, if incorporated into a daily meditation practice. And, you know, I can't tell you out there, you, whoever may be listening to this ever, um, there's, there's nothing in the world like a daily meditation practice to smooth out your entire existence and to enhance your entire life experience. Yes, and we all want that feeling of serenity and peace. And believe it or not, Mark, Landa, we are out of time, out, out of time right now. So I'm just going to say your book, The Love and Forgiveness Meditation, is wonderful. And Mark, why don't you just give your website and it's time to go. I will. It's iloveyouandforgiveyou.com or .org. Thank you so much, Mark. I hope to get to meet you very soon in the future. And thank you for all the great work that you're doing. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI and visit our website at conflicthealing.com where you can see our upcoming guests, download podcasts, write us emails about what's important to you, about getting that serenity and peace and releasing the conflict in your life. Thanks. Expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.